Good day to you and your beautiful fucking families. This is D-Nice here at Wager Rager, here to recap the Week 11 NFL slate and look ahead a bit to Week 12. What a Week 11 it was. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see it. I didn't envision it going that well. Uh, We've had some success here since the podcast started three, four weeks back. Well, if you want to count the Africa series all the way back, I had some really good weeks that were unofficial back then too. But hey, really good week 11 here. Going to pull up the chart. We'll run down the results real quick. I'll have some quick commentary on the games. We'll dive into some box scores a little bit, and then we'll look ahead here to week 12. I can't believe it's at week 12. We have six weeks left in the NFL season. Playoffs are around the corner. It's a holiday season almost. Everybody's fucking cheery. And let's get into it. There's much reason to be cheery. All these plays were posted on the Twitter account. If not, if I missed any, then, um, well, I need a new fucking Twitter person. Um, Actually, you know what? I'm staring at one right here. There was one live line, and I will say that live lines are very difficult for me to live tweet out. I mean, it was during the Eagles game. It was Raiders minus two and a half live. I don't even know why I started with this. I should start at the top of the list of, you know, the actual plays that were posted. But what I will say is that live lines are really hard for me to tweet out. When I'm actively on the wager underscore rager Twitter account, not my own, when I'm watching a game and I have the wherewithal, I'm not talking with friends to tweet it out, we'll get there. We'll get there. Or if there's someone else that wants to volunteer all of my, you know, live bets, we'll do that. But let's go down the list. Raiders minus two and a half live is something that was not out there. But winners that I gave out. This is back from the podcast last Monday. And I'd like to have certain bets that are podcast only to try to uh, really incentivize people, the listeners out there, to listen to the podcast and not just feed them plays. They're all free plays. I appreciate it. Comment on the plays. Talk to me. Feel free to... Post on the Twitter account. Feel free to shoot me an email. All that good stuff. But it's all free. But I do want you to listen to the podcast, get involved, and you know all that good stuff as well. But last Monday, Twitter, not Twitter, podcast, podcast release pick. Let's just fucking get into it already, right? Cardinals plus 13 and a half. We bet that all the way last Monday, 11-11. That cashed. How about the end of that game? If you had Cardinals plus nine and a half in that game, uh, my heart goes out to you because I don't even know what happened at the end of that game. It didn't even look like a real play. It looked like a rugby play. The ball was shooting in the air. It looked like something out of the CFL or rugby. It was very odd. So that, that was interesting. So we cashed that. And then what we did, I don't always love doing it, but we straddled that San Fran game In the teaser of the week, the tickler, the 10-pointer, we had San Fran down to a pick, Oakland down to a pick, and that Baltimore-Houston over 41. 41 41.5 is really, uh, some of the people that I know that followed this play, they got on 41.5 because that line did tick up a little bit, but you cashed on that. It looked like Houston wasn't going to score at all, but they did turn out to manufacture a play. You've just heard of Bella there, that's my black cat, the one that ran on the field at the Meadowlands. Uh, a few weeks ago whenever he hears me talking he has to be up here he made me out into the microphone like i said real expensive live studio that i have going on here we've got animals we've got all sorts of shit going on but we straddled that that hit so first two picks there hit the wonger teaser of the week we don't always have a wonger every week but we did this week eagles plus 10 and a half jets plus 10 and a half we almost needed all the points possible with the eagles big eagles let down Will Carson Wentz ever win a big game? Uh, Just listen to all the Philly people here this week. 
I have plenty of thoughts on the Eagles. I'm going to wait on those until we get into the official Week 12 picks later on this week. But let me tell you that people are definitely overreacting here in Philadelphia. Their season's not done, even though it looks like it it could take a, a sharp turn. After winning two in a row, they have the potential MVP candidate, Russell Wilson, coming to town this weekend. So that one easily, oh boy, did you hear that? <laughs> it's a real just zoo in here. It's a real zoo tonight. Fucking Christ, I think I actually hate them sometimes. Anyways, Eagles, we'll get into them a little bit more later on this week. Still, great chance to win that division. And by great, I mean uh, good. Sizable chance, not great. Oakland, team total over 29.5. This went along with my Raiders minus 2.5 live line. That unfortunately did not cash. Lowest offensive point total for the Oakland Raiders this season. They only put up 17 points to the lowly Bengals. That was interesting. One of the only losses of the week, though. Houston-Baltimore third quarter over 10, that cash. Jetskins third quarter under, of course. Those were just pure numbers plays. These teams either come out hot in the third quarter, they have some good coaching, and by good coaching I mean hardball in that case. Bill O'Brien, not so much. Jets and Redskins, I think they just want to fast forward. I know the Redskins want to fast forward to the end of the season. And I think a little bird told me, I know some people in the industry, but I have uh, some late breaking information and maybe I should share this. Maybe I should not share this, but there may be coaches on the Redskins that are betting against the team. You didn't hear it here. You certainly didn't hear it here. Carolina, Atlanta under 49. That definitely won Atlanta. Big time shocker from them. (laughs) They've got two in a row. Now they beat the saints. They're, they're really a bipolar team. They're a team that I was actually pretty high on at the start of the year. I was telling some people that I know that they don't play a game outside of a dome until it was two weekends ago. So they didn't have a game for the first nine weeks of the season outside of a dome. It didn't go well for them. And now all of a sudden they're on the road, they're playing outdoors, and they're winning. So go figure, right? Baltimore first quarter. I should have probably included this one talking about Baltimore. Baltimore first quarter to cover, it was a half point, meaning they just have to win the first quarter. They were up in that game 41-0, but it was 0-0 after one. So that unfortunately lost. Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 5.5. I may have reached a breaking point in terms of me no longer wanting to bet on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've, they had every opportunity in that game. They were in that game. Drew Brees, once again, I was just looking at his uh, stats. I was looking at his passing chart. And to get official stats, because I'm not going to just make them up, let me pull it up here. He, once again, did not complete a pass over 15 yards. He threw over 10 yards only four times, it looks like, and he was 0 for 4 in those passes. He's not throwing downfield. He's not actually challenging the secondary, but he's throwing, not darts, but he's throwing high-precision passes. Screen passes between you know 0 and 10 yards, all of those passes. He's hitting those, and he's hitting them at a high percentage. So... I was the the play here was really a bet against Drew Brees not being able to throw downfield. It was a bet on the Tampa Bay run defense. I've done that twice now, and twice in the past three weeks. And the first time it came close to cashing. Seattle kicker, of course, missed that fucking kick, and it uh, didn't work out. But yards per rush, it's not like the Saints did that much. Three point nine yards per rush. They didn't overly impress. Tampa Bay actually out. Gained them yards per play in the game, 5.5 to 5.1, and they lost the game by 17. So final score, 34-17. Box score would tell you 
things that are different. Total plays, 64-61. First downs tied at 21. I am not sold on the Saints being the best team in the NFC right now. I mean, I know that they very well could end up with the one seed. That loss against Atlanta is going to hurt. But I just really still need to wait and see some more. So if I had to make that play again, I would. But if the play is on a team named the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jameis Winston, I would go ahead and not make that play. Speaking of Jameis Winston, this is a little nugget One of my buddies here in Philadelphia was telling me, I don't know if it's a new podcast or anything like that. Um, I'm not even going to say the name of their podcast or their show. But when I say that people in Philadelphia tend to overreact, this is what I'm talking about. The exact quote of this tweet is, of course, I just clicked off of it. That's what happens when your wife is texting you saying to pick up food for your in-laws because they're coming over tonight to you know, spend time with us on a Tuesday evening, which is great. Anyways, the the exact tweet was, sorry for getting sidetracked, trading Wentz and Ertz to Tampa for Winston and Evans upgrades the Eagles Super Bowl chances next year. Sadly, it won't happen. That's what I'm talking about when people in Philadelphia tend to overreact. Um, I don't even know what to fucking say to that, but um, the person that tweeted that probably has the IQ of a walrus. And I'm going to move on now. Bills minus six and a half. That cash pretty easily. Miami Dolphins, um, you know, no doubt. They they won two in a row, but they are still a dumpster fire. Not a good team. Josh Allen, great prop bet here. Over 204 pass yards. If anybody wants the audio file, I sent out to a few of my friends the audio file of when I made that bet official. I was singing a Christmas carol, and I actually impressed myself with um, how well I was able to sing that bet. And that that singing, I think, really led to Josh Allen throwing for, I think he ended up with 250, 260. He, was, he soared over that total. So, And then Dallas Goddard, over 30 and a half pass yards. It happened late in the game. It certainly happened. I didn't know if it was going to happen because the Eagles got out of the gates quick. He caught a 21-yard pass, caught that touchdown that almost was a touchback. Then late in the game, as the Eagles were trying to come back, but fell short again, he got there to, he ended up with, what was it, 34 yards? 34 yards? Don't have the box score up, but we're going to go with that. He barely got there. 34, 36 yards, but a win's a win. And then, of course, as I said earlier, Raiders minus two and a half live. That was the line that I took when the Bengals were up 7 nothing in that game. I expected the Raiders to win by double digits. They only won by seven, but uh, not bad bets overall. And then the last thing, that that put us at 10-3 and three overall. Last bet of the week, tweeted out last night, Kansas City Chiefs over 28.5 team total points. They did not get to that. I expected to win there. I expected it to get to 11-3 and three as the Chiefs had 24 points. Was it midway through the third quarter? Five minutes left in the third quarter. They couldn't get there. The Chiefs, I think, have some concerns, injury concerns, and just it seems like one of those years. And maybe they're they're just hiding the grass right now. They're they're seven and four. They have their MVP back. They have some losses that I question how it happened. They have some decent wins as well. They beat the Vikings at home. That looked good. Last night I wouldn't call a good win in Mexico. I mean a win's a win, but when Phillip Rivers throws four interceptions and he's just bobbling the ball all over the place. Did you guys see that two-minute drill? I mean, it was just, it was awful. When that happens, when he looks like that, I fully expect a team to cover that team total. So, And they barely covered the spread. So 
If you got the Chiefs minus six, I think it was actually minus three and a half, minus four, about six, seven days ago. If you got that line, great. Congrats to you. But the Chiefs, I think, have some uh, question marks, and I do need them to win that division for one of my futures bets. Speaking of bets and tracking, I've almost finished up. I started. I will certainly finish up this evening. The tracking sheet that I'll post on the Twitter account, the at wager underscore rager Twitter account. That way that you can follow along with all my futures bets. I've actually made quite a bit here in the past two months, as well as all the bets that I've officially posted onto the site, onto the podcast that I've made on the podcast, that I've tweeted out, all that good stuff. And then as I do some more testing with NHL, with the NBA, I will post that there as well. I've had some mild success with those two leagues. NFL monopolizes a lot of my time right now as I'm trying to get everything set up with the podcast, spending time doing that, spending time with my real job, of course, too, during the day, and then spending time researching the NFL picks, which has really been the main bread and butter. So look for that Google Doc to go up there. That way that you guys can, you know, follow along. In terms of breakdowns of games, I know that I gave out that nugget on Drew Brees. He's not throwing deep downfield still. The, the Colts and Jaguars was actually a result last weekend that did shock me. The yards per play, the Colts, I mean, for lack of a better term, they shredded the Jaguars, 6.2 yards per play. The box score was actually a little bit closer than the final score would indicate, 33-13 final for the Colts. But the Colts actually, they bounce back. They're one of these zigzag teams this year. They win one, they lose one, they win one, they lose one. They win games that, or they blow out teams that you would expect them maybe not to blow out. The spread was what on this game? Three, three and a half, two and a half, depending on your book. They won by 20. They lose games that you wouldn't necessarily expect them to lose against the Oakland Raiders early on in the year. The Denver Broncos held them tight. So they're a very interesting team. I'm going to be looking at the stats and everything, breaking it down for this upcoming Thursday night football game. Big one between the Colts and the Texans. Texans coming off. Uh, that's more than a loss. <laughs> you can say they came off a loss. They came off a fucking beatdown. And they technically, I think they could have gotten themselves into a position for a bye week with that win, if I'm not mistaken, because the Ravens would have fallen to three losses. The Texans would have three losses with the tiebreak. I mean, that's that's how big of a beatdown it was. I mean, it's not just like, oh, they lost the game and they should have lost the game. No, if they win that game, they'd actually be in really fucking good shape. So that didn't really work out for them. One last thing that I wanted to get into before detailing and glossing over the Week 12 point spreads is the Oakland Raiders. I wanted to dig into exactly why they didn't come up with their team total of 28.5 or even 24 that they've hit each and every game this season. So looking at their yards per play, 5.8, that's pretty good. Yards per pass, 8.5, that's not bad at all. Turnovers are what cost them there. Two turnovers they actually held possession for 35 minutes. And the Bengals had 4.2 yards per play. Two turnovers themselves. So it wasn't a bad bet. It was just one of those spots that, you know what, sometimes the statistics and the yards per play numbers, everything will be there. Derek Carr continues to get the ball out very quickly. I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but he was top three in the league going into last week. I'm sure that that continued. 25 of 29 for Derek Carr in this game for 292 yards, touchdown, 
and an interception. So looking at the box score, nothing really went wrong. The turnovers obviously held them back a little bit. It's a bet that I would make again. So we're going to continue to look at the Oakland team totals over, if anything, this 17 spot here will weigh their number down. And we'll take a look at them in future weeks. Maybe their number will get below 24. I know that against the Chargers a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago now, it was at 23.5 and, and they got to 26. So maybe this 17 spot will open up some opportunities. So wanted to throw that in there. I think that's all that I wanted to touch on. So very good week overall. Let's get it going into week 12. Let me pull up these week 12 spreads. Some of these spreads have bounced around a little bit already. Full disclosure, I have not bet on anything yet. I likely will be making some sort of a play tonight or tomorrow as I dig into more numbers. What I'm going to do is I will release all of my picks on the Twitter account, obviously. I will make picks on the podcast that I record on Thursday evening. I'll probably leave one or two out from the Twitter account. That way it'll give you guys incentive to listen to this goddamn show. But that's going to be the name of the game. So let's start it out here, pulling up live odds. Of course, you know, live odds is, is not pulling up for me. Hmm. I just got uh, finished, what was it, Saturday, telling you guys about how live odds, great app. You know, it just always has all the spreads, all the point spreads, everything like that. And here we are, live odds is just not loading. So sweet. We're going to go to SBR. If you guys have not used SBR before, good site, sports book review. We're going to pull up all the point spreads. Definitely 100% just stalling time right now while live odds just shits their pants in front of me. So week 12, give you time to scratch your leg. Here's all the point spreads. Indy at Houston, Thursday night football. Houston, three and a half point favorite. I actually expected that to be around three. I would lean Indy. I would lean better coach Frank Reich in this spot. But once again, it's one of those spots where do you go with the better overall athletes in Deshaun Watson or do you go with the better overall defense with the Colts and the better overall coaching? So that's an interesting spot then on Thursday night. Big implications for that division. Who would have thought that Indy would be in a spot going into the holidays here, the fucking holidays, in a spot to take over that AFC South. Over under in that game, 45 and a half. Miami on the road at Cleveland. Miami dumpster fire. Cleveland emerging. Cleveland 10.5 to 11 point favorites right now over under 44.5. That's going to be a popular teaser leg this week. I wouldn't tease it down from 11 until 4 or 5, but I would tease that from 11 down to 1 in a tickler of the week. So I would 100% do that. Cleveland, if you look at their schedule, and I mentioned this on the last recording, and I said that I thought either the Eagles or the Browns, if they don't run the table, they end up with one loss for the rest of the season. The Eagles already have that one loss, although I did say that I think they split games. Um, so one of these two teams, I do think, doesn't run the table but only loses one game. And the Cleveland Browns, we'll see. And why am I saying all this? It's because I'm a fucking idiot. It's because I'm like those guys who are tweeting about Winston <laughs> needed to get traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. But Cleveland's schedule is just that easy, and the Eagles' schedule is really easy too. So I'll break it down next podcast, or if I actually get someone to uh, hop on for a playoff prediction preview, we'll go down, maybe have a couple beers and go down these uh, remaining schedules. Because it's not that much. It's not like going 16 games each. You just have 
a handful or about six games left. So that'll be easy to do. Denver and Buffalo. This over-under started out at 35. There was snow and wind in the forecast. It's up to 37 now. Buffalo, four-point favorite at home. Not really an early read on that one right now. If I had to go with anything, I would say Denver, but the whole rookie quarterback thing kind of sways me away from that, especially them blowing that 20-0 lead last week. So I think that's going to be a no play for me. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, six-and-a-half-point dogs. There's a seven spot there, too. Seems like a lot of points over under 39. That's a garbage game. I know that the Steelers had that six seed going into last week. They're not going to make the playoffs, though. Mason Rudolph, he's not good. He is not good. The Mason Rudolph under passing yardage is a play that kind of seeped through the cracks last week. It's it's something that I didn't play, but I liked. I know that I went, what was it, 10-4 and four on the week. Should have been 11-3. and three. Should have been 11-3. and three. But uh, that would have been another nice one to have. So look at his pass yard total for this week again. Because he didn't have a good game last week, it might be actually deflated a little bit. The Cincinnati secondary is nothing good at all. We'll take a look at the weather forecast as well. But this might be a spot where he could go over. So we'll see what the passing yardage total is on that. I'm actually going to type down... A note right now to remind myself to look at that Giants at Chicago Bears six and a half six point favorites depending on the book yeah a lot of six and a halfs actually six and a half point favorites at home against the Giants over under 40 and a half is Trubisky gonna play can they just cut him now I mean Jesus Oakland at the New York Jets Oakland three point favorite in many places two and a half at bookmaker two and a half at bet online over under 46 and a half intriguing spot right there the Jets offense has looked real in the past couple of weeks we included Jets in that Wong teaser last week I should have included Jets money line Redskins coaches are betting against their own team (laughs) I should have bet against the Redskins even more than I did this is an interesting spot and let's look at the team total for the Raiders here it's probably going to be deflated we'll look at the updated Jets defensive numbers They're actually pretty damn good against the run. But then again, just because a team is good against the run doesn't mean that they're going to cover the spread. I've bet Tampa a couple times, not just solely because they're good against the run, but that was a factor that went into it. That doesn't mean just because they can clog up those holes in the middle, just because the weather is getting colder, that doesn't mean that they're going to cover the spread. So that's a very interesting game of mine. Who would have thought that I'd be really interested in an Oakland Jets game this time of year? Carolina at New Orleans. New Orleans all over the place right now between eight and a half at Pinnacle to 10 point favorites at Bookmaker over under 47 could definitely be an overlook there. Tampa Bay at Atlanta, Atlanta, four point favorites, 51 and a half is your over under. So Vegas is expecting points in that game. Jameis Winston continues to air it out. Atlanta, this new look defense, this new look team. Maybe they cover the spread again. Maybe they work themselves back towards the 9-7 and seven mark. Could you imagine if they got to 9-7 and seven and somehow made a push for the playoffs? I mean, it's not going to happen, but who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? I wish they would have done that at the start of the year, so I would have looked kind of smart to you know some people that I was talking to saying, hey, look at the Falcons early in the year. They don't have any Dome games. They fucking start 0-8 or 1-7. I'm like, okay, thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Lions at Redskins. I mean... That's a bad game. Stafford's probably out for the season. If he comes back, it'll be week 16 or 17. Detroit, three and a half point favorites over under 42 and a half. 
No real opinion on that. Big game here in Philadelphia, Seattle, at Lincoln Financial Field in South Philadelphia. This this spread open at three. It's all the way down to one and a half at Bookmaker, two at Bet Online, one and a half at Bovada. Seattle money line. I saw this morning at plus one hundred eight. I'm not going to lie. I thought about taking it. I don't like going against my Eagles. I'm going to look at some more numbers, but um, this is going to be a very uh, intriguing game. It's not even a late afternoon game. It's an early game. And I know people like to talk about West Coast coming east, but guess what? Seattle had a bye week. Seattle's been preparing for this game. Russell Wilson is dynamic. Seattle has the better wide receivers. Seattle has the better quarterback. But do they have the better defensive line? The answer on that is no. Eagles offensive line needs to play a little bit better as well. I was looking at some metrics today, and they're they're in the middle of the pack, if not slightly below average so far in terms of their offensive line. Lane Johnson, if he's out, that'd be big. If they could get him back, that, that would be massive for the Philadelphia Eagles. So very interesting game there. Uh, Jory's still out for me on that one. Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee, three-point favorites, kind of a boring game over under 41 and a half, pretty much all the way across the board. And by pretty much, I mean every single book that I'm looking at here, 41 and a half. Fucking boring game, though. Dallas at New England. New England, six and a half. Some books showing seven. Bovada's at a seven-point favorite at home, over under 46. Are the Cowboys a live dog at New England? I could make an argument for it. And I could make a better argument for it not happening. I could make a better argument against it. The Cowboys, I think, have some really good personnel. The Cowboys, I think, are one of the most talented teams in the NFC. Should win the NFC East. Their quarterback, wide receiver, running back, all better than the Eagles, who they're going head-to-head with in the NFC East. But some of their coaching decisions, not too good. And then Sunday Night Football. This is for the one seed right now in the NFC. Green Bay at San Fran. A lot of three points. Three points across the board. Three-point favorite for San Fran. Over and under 46.5. You might be able to get a 46. I see a 46 at Pinnacle and Bookmaker. So I think that's going to be a popular overplay. I'll take a look at some numbers next couple nights here. That might be something that I lean under. Definitely going to be a popular overplay because of the big playability and the dynamic at times offenses. At times, not all the time. Green Bay sometimes struggles, but big playability with Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy Garoppolo, if he can get George Kittle back, big playability. And then that defense on San Fran, big playability. And we'll see if maybe there can be like a a rugby fucking fumble at the end of the game to maybe cover the spread or hit the over in that game late in the game. And then Monday Night Football. Baltimore at LA Rams. Who would have thought that the Rams would be three-point dogs at home? I don't think the Rams have much of a home field advantage. Maybe that's why they're not favored here. Ravens, three-point favorites there, over under 46.5. Lamar Jackson, is he going to continue his march to being an MVP? We'll have to see about that. I have Russell Wilson futures to win the MVP at plus 275. I saw Lamar Jackson yesterday at plus 170. I haven't taken a look at the price today. That is something, if it's still at plus 170, I'm going to think about going the entire other way with Lamar Jackson there. He's just been that dynamic. It seems like the media is all about him all over there. So we'll see what happens with that one. So I thank you for listening. Please give a thumbs up, subscribe, pass it on to your friends. Follow us at Rager underscore Rager. On Twitter, if you want to follow myself, 
That's probably not good English. If you want to follow D Nice, my Twitter handle is at SirWagerRager. A lot of good activity going on there. Good bets. I'm always pretty active on Twitter, talking about the bets, talking about NBA and NHL a little bit more. NFL is not going to carry us through the entire year. Well, technically, it could carry us through the end of 2019, but 2020 is around the corner. And what I'm trying to say is that the NFL is going to, you know, wane down. We have five, six good weeks of the NFL left. Week 17 is one of those weeks where I don't like to get too involved either because there's so much wacky shit going on in terms of what is the motivation, who's getting benched at halftime, who's starting, who's not starting. So only a few, only a handful of good weeks here in the NFL left. So, Plenty of activity, plenty of research that has to happen on the NBA and the NHL. And feel free to get involved. Tweet at me. Email me. It is dnicepod at gmail.com. Probably should look into getting you know something simpler like wagerager at gmail.com. Do all of that good stuff. Like I said, share it with your friends. It's definitely time to wrap this up. My black cat is walking across my computer screen. He just turned off my big monitor and the mouse is scrolling down. He's just scrolling down ESPN right now. So thank you for listening. Tune in next time. We'll have some real good bets for week 12 NFL. Take care.